Welcome to the Becoming Iconic Podcast. I am your host, Jen Spiegel. I'm a lifestylist, serial entrepreneur, and a mom of four. It's really important to me that I talk about all areas of our lives on this podcast. I really believe when we look after all those values and pillars within our lives, that's when we really become unstoppable, joyful, and the highest version of ourselves. So welcome to a series called Love and Marriage. And I just want to start this series letting you know marriage to me means many things. It's simply relationship. It could even mean in this point, relationship with yourself. I hope you open yourself up to these conversations and that it really helps you identify areas you'd love to work on and grow and also areas where you can really celebrate how you're showing up in relationship. Thank you so much for being here. Sink in this love month with me and let's talk all things relationship. Hey icons, welcome to the podcast. We're continuing our conversation on love and marriage. And I have these two epic guests today to share with you, Stuart and Francis, who I feel like I know them intimately because I've watched them for so long and I've been a big fan of what they stand for and how they show up in the world. And they, to me, are like the truest influencers I know online. And I would say that because They show up and share and care and have really been able to cultivate a community on social media that I haven't seen. And now they're expanding into YouTube and my friends, you have to go and follow them and subscribe on YouTube because they're sharing their surrogacy journey. And we want to have a conversation around that today and also just talk about marriages and be inclusive and talk about gay marriages. And and the fact that I've opened this series with all of us realizing that we all live our individual individual lives. And so today is a beautiful way of opening conversation and, and to share with some people who maybe aren't familiar or care to know more what in fact love really is. And that's the message I hope you hear through this is love is love regardless. And so Stuart and Francis, thank you for sharing and being here. I am so excited to have you. Well, thank you for having us. That's, really, the, that's the most epic introduction, introduction I've ever had. had. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just so special to me. And I I think because I'm so heart attached to your journey and, and just grateful, you make me cry and laugh on the regular basis. I'm sure you hear that often, but it's such a gift that you offer through a time that I think has been dark for a lot of people. and, And there's been so much uncertainty and to have the two of you show up online and share this beautiful, fun experience of going through surrogacy. It has been like a light in my day, really. And I am so appreciative. Thank you so much. I mean, the first lockdown for us is when it all kind of like kicked off. And we were, we, we, I feel like this whole year has been such a like learning about ourselves and growing through every kind of experience. And I feel like we've come to the pinnacle now of yeah. such an exciting moment in our lives. It's just so, yeah, we're so excited. It's definitely been a year of extremes because it was only about, I think it was in April when we actually officially decided that we were going to start the process of surrogacy. We had been chatting about it for, you know, a good maybe year beforehand, but. Um, you know, this year has really been, it's catapulted it forward. And it has been a year, a year of extremes. Like Stuart said, we've learned more about ourselves this year than ever, before. than ever before about our relationship. But I just feel like we woke up at the beginning of 2021 and we were like, this, this is it. This is it. We are leaving any moaning or negative um, behavior, which to be honest, is just not within, our, within us. It just wasn't us. And we found ourselves in that kind of pattern. We were like, no, this is the year it's all happening. And it's kind of funny because... Obviously, the surrogacy journey is kind of you're dealing with nature, but nature is responding to our kind of mindset shift and it's it's all now really starting to happen. Yeah. 
<laughs> and way to turn it around. It's so beautiful. So here's the thing. I would love to start with your love story. I love hearing a lo- good love story anyway, and I'm sure it's a very good one. How did the two of you meet? Can you share with us how this all started? Both Stuart and I actually attended the same drama school in London, but at completely different times. So Stuart's three years older than me. And so I completely missed him at the drama school, but it's kind of a very, the theatre community is is a very close-knit community. And I mean, both of us from quite a young age wanted to be actors and dancers and singers. And in the UK, if you want to do that, you go to London. It was that kind of funny because when I graduated, when I was 21, I started working as an actor. And a few people I was meeting along the way, one of his person was his best friend, and I just heard about this guy called Stuart. They were like, oh yeah, my best, my best friend Stuart. Oh yeah, I love Stuart, he's so fun. And I had all these kind of different stories that I was hearing about this guy called Stuart. And then I think it was in 2009, I actually met him at a dinner party for one of my friends that Stuart knew as well. And I was sat in this restaurant, I was sat at the end of the table and I just could see him at the end of the table. And I was like, ooh, who is that? <laughs> I could feel your eyes <laughs> the whole time. I love it. I walked over to the end of the table and I said, hello, I'm Francis. I believe you're Stuart. I feel like you're famous. I know so much about That was you. like the best one-liner you could <laughs> ever so good. Gagging to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was kind of like back and forwards in the early days of Facebook. If I'm really honest, I didn't think that he would like me because I thought he was too good looking for me. <laughs> so I think he even tried to kind of start I, something. Yeah, I did. I was trying to like kind of like get the, get the ball rolling and you were having none. You weren't even replying. No, so weird. But you know how you just sometimes in that mind place where you just don't see it as what it is. And what I've come to learn, so Stuart loves star signs. And we're actually both Cancerian. So I'm born on the 7th of July and he's born on the 8th of July, um, which is quite magical in some ways. Um, but we both like to be pursued. <laughs> Who doesn't? I think everyone <laughs> wants to be pursued. No one wants to do the pursuing. It's not as, you know, not as fun. But I did definitely pursue you. And then basically Francis had his uh, opening night. He was in the original cast of Legally Blonde in the West End. And he had, he had his opening night. And I was desperate to go and see that show. I really like her good things. I watched it on the internet. I was like, I really wanted to be a part of that opening night kind of celebrations. And he messaged me saying, we saw each other just randomly. And he was like, I said to him, listen, if you have spare tickets for that show, I want to come and see it. And a day before, one of his friends dropped out on him and he's like, listen, I've got a spare ticket. Do you want to come? And I was like, so I held, I held yeah. my promise. I said it before. I was like, yeah, of course I'll get you tickets. And I didn't really mean it. But then when it actually opened up, I was like, oh, this is perfect. And that was the start. We had our, our first kiss in the car. Oh, <laughs> and it was like, oh, oh God, it was amazing. And yeah, we and just kind been, of developed from that. We've been inseparable ever since. Like, really, we haven't really... Like we've done our own different things, like different shows and different like whatever. But really, we love each other's company so much that we just don't really have days apart. Oh, no. <laughs> so beautiful. I, I, it is amazing. And it's almost like you had sliding door moments where you could have got in your own way of this beautiful relationship that the two of you have cultivated. But it just life kept responding and pushing you towards each other, I feel. Yeah, yeah it definitely did. And I think sometimes people ask, you know what, like, I know this is about loving relationships and I've had people come up to me, um, actually just random people I didn't know, or maybe know us online and just say, thank you for showing me that two gay guys can have that loving relationship that they probably only saw in a straight couple. And maybe of course that is due to representation and, and things that you know, but when people ask me or ask us about what, you know, what makes our relationship so good, 
I just feel like it kind of fit very early on and we just lent in and lent in and lent in and lent in. And it was never this moment of, oh, you know, is this moving too fast or are we committing too fast? It just, it kind of has been just this flowing river downstream. And I know not all relationships are like that and that perfection is, is obviously not the goal, but it has almost felt quite perfect. But it is. And I think you really have shown that because you work from home together, you've collaborated together. I mean, it's, it is not easy to spend every single day, all day with anybody, but the two of you do this. And I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I see is you have this ability to laugh at yourselves. And I think sometimes that is like one of the key things to any relationship is not taking ourselves so seriously. And, um, Who's, oh, who's, is he the, who's the biggest joker? I love, I'm, a, I'm a pure joker. I will like joke around like constantly. And Francis it's does. More, it's a bit more of a learning curve. Yeah, <laughs> Francis is learning how to do that. But sure, it lightens me up in that way. The amazing thing about our relationship is that I love, and it has at times got me a little bit frustrated, is that I've always had this huge vision for my life. And I'm like, I'm going to do this and do that. And I've got to do it now. And it's got to be huge. It's got to be big. And like the vision I have for our future is gigantic. But then Francis sometimes at the beginning of that has a bit of resistance because what Francis is amazing at is the little itty bitty things that get you to that end big vision goal. And I haven't got, I get overwhelmed by the little bits. I just do not want to focus on the small details. Whereas Francis literally is there. So I say, right, we're going to do this, 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 this. And he's there going. Prime example of that is that Stuart woke up on the 1st of January and had decided that we were going to do YouTube and it went from zero to a thousand percent. We had to film every single moment of our lives. <laughs> Whereas I took a few days to kind of warm up to the idea, but now we're in swing of it. Really, I'm doing all the work. You're <laughs> 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 the ideas and I'm just making it happen. <laughs> but that to me is like the best synergy because I see you, Stuart, as like this visionary, this big dreamer. And Francis, I'm sure you have that in you. He probably pulls it out of you. And then Francis, you probably ground him sometimes and just saying, here are the things that so we do this really well. Yeah. That's a beautiful like compliment I- to each other. And I think I've learned through the years that I've also sometimes let myself get lost in his visionary and actually not thought about actually what is the right decision for me and us or whatever. So for instance, there was one point in our relationship where we moved out of London to this des- this place, which was totally the wrong decision, but I wasn't able to listen to my own gut and go, no, Stuart, this is not, you know, this is not the right decision for me or for us. And I think I got lost in the vision. So over the years, I've found my own voice and actually only really like like six months ago, we both had another realization about our relationships where we were both like, Stuart was like, I'm driven by this. Are you not driven by this? And I was like, money. No, <laughs> I am driven by money, but not in the same way as you. And then there became this acceptance. And I, 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 my parents have been together, you know, since the whole time as well. And I remember my dad saying that, you know, they kind of had this moment apart maybe in their forties, but they came together when they learned to just say, I accept you, you're this kind of person and I'm not trying to change you. And of course, there's one thing about me and Stuart, when we first started our own business together back in 2011, um, we both started doing personal development and I wasn't into it as much as Stuart was, but he just said to me, as long as we keep reading the same books and we grow together, that's all we need to do. And that's what we've done. We're completely different characters, different skill sets, but we committed to grow together and we're so different, but we love the same thing. So I feel like there's lots of differences and synergies there as well. It's beautiful. I had the most incredible experience in 2019 where I was doing a meditation and I was really new to meditating. I had this resistance to meditation. 
But this experience was the most divine appointment I have ever had. I met the future version of myself. I was with her and I could see every detail of her, her joy, her health, her vibrancy, her prosperity, how happy and abundant she was. It was one of the most beautiful moments I have ever had. And when I opened my eyes after that meditation, no longer did I see my dreams and desires as this far off illusion that I was working towards every single day that I questioned and wondered about. It solidified everything for me. Now I wake up every day and every decision I make is based on that future version. How would I show up for my business today? How would I show up for my relationships, my health? All the decisions I'm making are that pursuit of her because it's a knowing now. I know that that is my future and that is who I am and meant to be. And I wanted to give this experience to you because it was just so beautiful and so life-changing for me. So I'm offering you my meditation. I really dug into that emotional experience that I had and I wanted to give this to you so that you can revisit this meditation over and over again until this is in fact your experience and it shifts everything in your life that you have a knowing on who you are meant to be and you start showing up today as that version and you're not waiting for the dream to come true or the goal to happen. Instead, you know that that is your birthright and now it's just embodying that person today. Go to jenspiegel.com, download that meditation and friends, please share with me. Let me know, have you had this experience and be patient with the process. It may take a few times, but once you have the experience, you will not be able to shake that connection to yourself and who you're becoming. Thank you so much for giving this an opportunity and a chance because I know it will change your life. I hear a lot of relationships where one person's growing faster than the other person and they get resentful. Like, why aren't you catching up to me? And why aren't you growing? And we can start pointing fingers and, and start blaming and, and um, resenting a person really. And to me, my opinion is that everybody will grow at their own pace. But I love what you just said about, let's just read the same books, whether you love it and I love it doesn't matter. At least we're reading the same thing and going on this journey together. But what would you say to a couple if one person is superseding the other. There is nothing worse than someone saying to you, you need to do this, you need to grow, you need to do that. And so in our relationship, what we have learned, because there have been moments where it's been a bit like that, but what I've learned and what Francis learned is that, so Francis is, is obsessed with fitness and I'm not so obsessed with fitness, but what he's done is inspired me to go to the gym four times a week, not by saying you need to go, you're fat, but by going, <laughs> he's doing it, he's getting a better body and I feel like I'm missing out on all the attention that he's getting because of his good body. Body. So that's the same with my business as well. Is like, like come over here. This is what I'm doing. Come with me. Yeah. Come look. Me. Oh my god. All like these people are doing it too. And it's and, it, and just like let giving him a little bit, but not actually like yeah. making him or making anyone feel. It. And that's why I see a lot of women do yeah. is try and force this thing, their ideal, which is amazing and i understand why but no one no one in the world wants especially a man wants to be told what to do and when to do it yeah. and so by inspiring them by growing yourself and them going oh my god what has happened to you you're amazing yeah. that that should be the way that you go actually i've read this book i actually think it'd be great for you read this and and, and then join in on the journey it's like a balancing act because it's like mm. this balancing act of like you want you, accepting who they are but you know accepting accepting doesn't mean you have to set 
settle because of course there are going to be circumstances where you know you do outgrow your partner or and that happens and and it's not about one's better than the other it's just about you know we want different things but yeah it's just, Stuart has always kind of said oh come this way because there was there was probably times where definitely where he was succeeding definitely more on a financial basis where I felt you know stress or maybe jealousy I'm not quite sure but it was just about empowering me and letting me find my own way with it and I think yeah it's this balancing act of acceptance but also inspiration mm-hmm. um I definitely would say though to to because a lot of my friends are female and I would say, especially if you're, what I love about this movement of self-development and spirituality and things like that, it's really being led by women. And I think that's an exciting thing because the new thought leaders in the world are women. That's what we need in this world. Mm. Um, But sometimes, you know, if you want to get a man, like you might be like, oh, you need to read The Secret. It might be too kind of like, I'm going to use the word woo-woo just because it's a very common word. It might be like they can't kind of have, get a tangible. tangible. Maybe suggest a book like, I can't remember. Breaking the habit of being yourself. Yeah, which is, which is the same subject, but much more scientific. So it's finding books that work mm-hmm. for different. That was really solid advice and on many levels, because I think you're right. I love that you said inspire. And I, I always equivalent that to fitness to Stuart. My mom has always said, when you work out, the kids will see you work out. So naturally that will become important in their lives. So rather than say you should exercise instead, they see me. And I've watched that happen through shutdown and quarantine with my oldest daughter, where both of us got into unhealthy habits because we just felt like, well, what's the point? We might as well eat chips and, you know, (laughs) binge eat and watch Netflix. And then I snapped myself out of it and she just simply watched and witnessed me and followed along. So that was a really important point. I hope people took note of. And I also love too is well, realizing as a woman, especially that we do like really woo woo. Um, we can co- get these concepts and bring them down where maybe that's not going to speak. If it's a man you're, you're married to or in relationship to that may not speak to them. So I really appreciate the fact that you're like, meet people where they are. Okay. So let's hear about the engagement because I was in the circumference of that, but I missed the whole thing. So I have to feel like I was a part of that some way, shape or form. Who asked who? Or did you both? <laughs> so yeah, so I, uh, Francis, it's me. Sometimes I think our voices sound the same. So I'm like, <laughs> who is speaking? <laughs> and so I asked Stuart, we've been talking about getting married for a while and it was coming up to our 10 year anniversary. I suppose in a straight, in a gay couple, you're like, oh, who's going to ask who? But I guess you don't have to think the same for a straight couple, you know, it could be anyone. A lot of people had started to say, oh no, I just see Stuart doing it. Because Stuart's quite a loud driver, driver character. So they would I feel like in our relationship as well, I have definitely more of the masculine energy oh, yes. <laughs> and you have more of the feminine energy in our relationship. And when Francis starts to become more masculine, when he's like building his business and all these kind of things, I literally have to step away. It's like that again, the, 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 balance, the balance of masculine, the masculine feminine. and feminine energy. But So everyone would have thought I'd have done it because I'm definitely more of the driver and I make things happen happen but I said to Francis actually I want you to do it because I'm I'm not very good at being romantic and Francis Stuart's not very good so at surprises good. if Stuart bought a ring today he'd be like I've got something for you I can't I can't, <laughs> I can't do it <laughs> what was holding me back actually was buying a ring because Stuart is very very particular I was like oh gosh the pressure of buying a ring just stresses me out so I decided I wasn't going to buy a ring and I would just buy something silly but just do the asking and then we could go ring shopping together so it was New Year and we woke up, which we had been partying all New Year. And he said, we were setting our goals. And he was like, are you going to propose to me this year? And I was like, uh, put on spot. Yeah. When are you going to do it? Um, I don't know, March. And I just plucked this month out of midair. And he's like, okay. Wrote it down in his little book. And he then got on a Zoom call with all his kind of leaders in his business. And he was like, so I'm going to get, I'm going to get engaged in March. And I just thought, oh my goodness, how on earth am I going to surprise you now? Like you've told the whole world, like typical Stuart, tell everyone straight away. And then Stuart was going off to Hawaii for a conference that year in that January. 
And I couldn't go because I had some sort of performing job that wouldn't allow me to go. And then he went and then I was in a contract where I wasn't in the show every day, but I had to be on standby essentially. And it got to the last week of the contract and I just knew that no one would go off. And I woke up one morning and I thought, I'm going to do this. Like, I feel like this is the time to fly to Hawaii. He's not going to expect it. It's the biggest surprise ever. I'll do it completely undercover. <laughs> I then, you know, spoke to my cleaner. I was like, should I do it? And she was like, go for it. And then I even messaged one of Stuart's friends because I was unsure whether I should do it or not. And I was just like, oh, can you um, cover some teaching work that I've got this week? And she said, why? Are you going to Hawaii? And I had told no one. And I said, how do you know? And she said, well, I had a dream last night that you went to Maui and you surprised Stuart. And I just thought, that's it. That's my sign. Booked my flight and flew halfway across the world and did it at 1 p.m., 1, 1 a.m. in the night. Yeah. He the knocked, there was a knock on my door from security and he had this like, little map and he said, you need to act on this immediately. So I was like, that's so weird. Because I thought it might be someone playing a prank on me or something. But the first thing I did was go and find my, find my friend on our phone and to find out where Francis was. He turned his off. So I was like, mm, this is suspect. So I went and brushed my teeth uh-huh. <laughs> just in case <laughs> and make sure, make sure I was fresh. And then he literally had put a hat on the grass verge. Everyone was asleep. Had literally like this little heart made of candles. He was in the middle of this. And so I walked up to it and I literally burst into tears. I was so emotional. And then I saw Francis like dart across. I was like, why did he run? So I literally walked towards him and I realized as I got closer that the sprinklers had turned on and they were like hose pipes. And he was absolutely drenched. No. It was so good. And so we just literally stood in the middle of the sprinklers with the, it was thank, thankfully, France had electric candles. Electric candles. <laughs> and we stood in the middle of the sprinklers, got totally soaked. And then you said, will you marry me? And yeah. I was like, <laughs> so it was just amazing. It was so fun. Oh, it's amazing and beautiful. My cheeks hurt from smiling so much. You two are amazing. And congratulations because that's just a beautiful story. And I think it's beautiful that the sprinklers, it just, the two of you, it needs to be elaborate. So, (laughs) but you brought something up that I actually wanted to ask you and, and actually more than ask, like have a conversation around. And that was the feminine and masculine energy and something that I think is totally misunderstood because I'm in a relationship where I have masculine energy and he has more feminine. And I think people assume in a straight couple, the man is the man and the woman is the woman. And I, it's just not true. And in a gay couple, I think people assume maybe it's more feminine energy where I've always assumed, no, we have both energies, every human being, it's just what comes out within us. And so in a gay couple gay marriage is the tendency that one would have. I know people want to know this answer. So I'm asking, would one have more masculine and one more feminine, or does it even matter like a straight couple? I personally think it's every relationship, not just even a gay relationship. I think it's every single relationship. At one point in that relationship, there will always be a masculine. You cannot have two masculine energies. And I've, I've been in a relationship where there has been two masculine energies and it just doesn't work. And I find actually a lot of my girlfriends, they run businesses, et cetera. And to do that, you have to have a really quite masculine energy. So they have to learn how to have the masculine energy when you're building your business and then have a feminine energy in everyday life. Because if you can't, and that's one thing I do think there are times when Francis is totally the masculine and I'm the feminine and we kind of like weave in between. I think every human being should be able to understand how to do that. As soon as Francis starts doing the masculine thing, I'm like, right, okay, I need to bow down. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't happen very often, but when it does happen, 
But I agree with you. I agree with you so much. It's the one thing that in my relationship is probably the thing I have to pay most attention to is not bringing the masculine of working my business into the living room. And that has not been an easy thing for me. So I really wanted to debunk that because I think people think it has to be one or the other. We hold both, but I do agree, Stuart, because I was in a relationship where I was in the masculine. So was he. It's too much of... Too fiery for me. It's mm-hmm. just too too aggressive. I, I just did. I didn't enjoy that relationship at all. No, me neither. Me neither. Okay. So let's just sink into this beautiful love story that continues now that you are going to be fathers. And I am elated for the two of you because of who you are, what you stand for and how open you are. But at the same time, the exceptional life, I believe you're going to create for these little humans. They're going to be the most blessed little babies. And so would you mind opening up that journey and just sharing like where you're at and, and how you've got to create this ideal family really to me? I mean, just think it's going to just be so wonderful. Yeah. So I have always been the most driven, most focused person that you've ever seen in your life. I, I just love business so much. When lockdown hit, and I just suddenly just we're in this lovely house that we live in, and I just suddenly felt like there has to be more than just being so like business focused and driven. I feel like there's something missing inside of me that I really want to start, you know, exploring. And so I actually did a lot of counseling over the the first um, lockdown period because I really wanted to understand myself more. Um, I'd lost my dad that last year before and I just really felt like I just needed to kind of like find myself. So I started just to kind of like do some research and look into kind of surrogacy. We've been talking about it, but hadn't actually kind of like done the actual steps to make it happen. And we started speaking to a few different agencies and I I came back basically like I always do. I came to Francis. Francis, we're having a baby. <laughs> he was like, brilliant. And it took me a week or so to kind of fully get But I mean, I, I'm always on board with that. I, I just feel like we've got to the stage in our life where, you know, like she just said, there has to be more. We've got so much to, to pay forward to. And also kind of, we're 33 and 36. So in our friend circle, they're all having babies now. And I just, that, that extra level of commitment and it's just a different... Thing and I just can't see myself being a 45, 50 year old man with no kids. It just feels wrong. And we are so grateful to be living in a time yeah. where, like, I wanted to say this as well before, like, the, our relationship, I don't see us as a gay couple. No. That sounds so weird. I don't even see myself. It's like, I completely, and that's the amazing thing. I completely forget that, that I am, not, I'm actually gay. Because, I mean, we are, I do believe the UK is very forward thinking in that kind of way. And I know you asked us prior to this interview, you know, if you want to share any maybe possibly difficult moments. But I'll be really honest with you. I've had quite a, a smooth road as a gay guy. And I feel like we're living at a time where all these, you know, gay marriage that came in maybe eight years ago or something like that. And at the spike of this whole yeah. kind of thing with surrogacy as well, I'm um, like, yeah, it just feels like we're just a, a, a couple. Like normal, just like a normal <laughs> couple. And when someone says, oh, you're a gay couple, I'm like, oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. I did, let's just pause here just for a second because I want to go back to the surrogacy. But you bring something up because I'll be totally transparent. I don't like putting a label on the two of you. Like coming on to do this interview, I was like, I know I want to represent inclusiveness, but I just want to live in a world where everything's just so normal and so accepted and love is love that we don't have labels anymore. And I I don't know. And then I think, is it a label? Like I I think ah, I get very... Um, I think too, there's a tendency of not wanting to offend. Like I don't ever want to be offensive because I really genuinely accept everybody. And so I think sometimes too, people can be so worried about being offensive that they almost 
put their foot in their mouth or say nothing. Yeah. So really appreciate that. Well, with us, you can't really offend us unless you're unless you're trying to be nasty to us. Yeah. You couldn't you could never offend us because we are learning just the same with everybody else, you know. And that's one of the reasons why we really wanted to like talk about our relationship more on social media is because the people that know us, they are like, your relationship is like total and utter goals. Like all of our girlfriends are like, if something were to happen to me in you and Francis, I would literally <laughs> not know what to do with them. Because we give up. Yeah, <laughs> we just give up on love. Like we really have such an amazing relationship. And we never really kind of like showed that before because. I think things have changed so much. When I was growing up, yeah. you when you was auditioning for shows, you couldn't let people know that you were gay because you didn't want to not not get the part of the straight person or whatever. But it's changed so much in the seven years that I was in a yeah. performing career. Like it changed, and everyone just accepted that you were gay and you could play a straight man's part. And it, yeah. it's changed so much. And I really believe ten years after that that it's evolved even more. And I am truly grateful for that as well. Yeah. And the fact that it's celebrated now and that there is, I'm sure there, you know, people that maybe listen to this don't understand, but they can, you know, they can love and accept it no matter, no matter where their kind of stance is on the, their opinion. Yeah. And I also, I also, for me, I just truly just like give out love for anyone that doesn't understand it and yeah. doesn't want to take time to understand it. I'm still going to love you because that's the way, yeah. that's the way that I'm kind of like wired. But it's that thing. I'm also kind of understanding that there are different generations that experience different things and, I understand that and I understand it can be very challenging but the only thing I know in my core is the way I feel about Stuart and it doesn't doesn't enter my head that anything is wrong or different it just feels like that's that's it so yeah it's, it's, a, it's a mixture of the movement with the times and I feel like I'm actually proud to say that I'm gay like I'm really oh, happy I would hate to be a straight man and I love this phrase one of, <laughs> one of my friends Danielle said this um because someone was like did you choose to be gay and she said I didn't choose to be gay I just I got lucky. lucky I was like I yes love that. I feel like I am like the luckiest person because I feel like I, I am a man I understand what being a man is but I also really understand women and I love women and I feel like I'm in this middle place where I can have the best friends that are women but also understand men so I feel like I've got the slight edge yeah so I love that you spoke about that. And I would agree, Francis, that you do have the slate edge. I've actually never thought of that, but it's so true. And um, it's that's actually really something to celebrate. But I want to ask you this one question before we go back to the surrogacy is what's one thing as a collaborative the world could do to be better supportive or like just be better? Watch RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it, but I just love that program because it's fun, it's flamboyant, but it also really addresses all these amazing issues. I truly believe, right, if you love yourself enough, you don't need to, you would never judge another person yeah. because you're full and you're whole. And like, I love myself, not in, a, in an arrogant way, but I'm so full of love for myself yeah. that if someone different comes to the table, I'm like celebrating that person for absolutely standing up for what they believe in. So I would just say to that anyone that does feel like that, love yourself more because that's what the world can do. Yeah, and of course, if you feel something about someone else, it always reveals more about you than it does about them. That's a quite a famous thing, but it's the best thing. But I also feel like we are living at a time where people have very different opinions and, and that's also okay. And we can okay, be okay to have different opinions. But the one thing I will not accept is not being kind. Like being kind to me is the easiest thing. And that just means, yeah, just accepting others and passing no judgment. That is a beautiful answer from the two of you. And as you were speaking, it almost said to me, going from a judgment place to a place of curiosity, because if you truly love yourself and someone 
you perceive as different, which is triggering you for whatever reasons, rather than being judgmental towards that. It's like curious, like, hmm, why am I feeling this way? And turning yeah. it back to ourselves. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love this conversation. So good. Okay. So let's go back to surrogacy because we're, yeah. we're, we decided we're going to have a baby and like, what do you do? Yeah, so we basically decided, because we were looking at different like locations of having the surrogacy process as well, doing the surrogacy process, and we decided to do it in the US because we felt that we, we love women and we didn't want to feel like at any point in the process that we were taking advantage of someone because they needed it for the money or anything. We wanted it to be a really quite philanthropic kind of experience. Um, and so we decided on the US because they were paid well and they also, so there's lots of laws protecting the surrogates, protecting the parents, and the egg donors. And so we decided, first of all, the main thing for us is the egg donor. We needed her to be absolutely <laughs> like the most perfect person. And it's hilarious because you get to go on these websites and it's like Tinder for egg donors. It's like you go through phase after phase after phase. We were thinking to ourselves like, well, the first thing we looked at was the, the looks, of course. We knew exactly the kind of look. I've got quite red skin and I really wanted my baby to have a bit of an olive, olive tone so it didn't burn like I do in the sun. <laughs> I do in time Uh, so uh, yeah so we did the egg donor thing first and then then as like a surprise curveball is our friend said to us listen in the UK this is I would absolutely love to carry your baby. But we were quite far down in the process. So we were going to do the whole thing yeah, in the US. So we'd already chosen our surrogate. We'd already chosen yeah. our egg donor. So we had a surrogate in place. And obviously... It's actually called a gestational carrier. Yeah, gestational carrier is the correct word. And when, oh. when is it a surrogate? When she has, when it's her, her egg, egg oh, and yes. she's carrying the baby. We're learning so much. But a gestational carrier is someone that's just cooking the baby that has no... Attachment to the egg, egg or the yeah. sperm. Okay, okay. But if I'm honest, also, before we start looking into this, I had absolutely... Absolutely no idea how any of it works. And I think most, that's why we, we've started our YouTube channel because most people don't know how this works, even in the US where it's a lot more common and particularly in the UK. So, but the rules are different in the UK. So you can't, um, you're not allowed to financially compensate your um, surrogate. You can only pay for expenses. And um, also and in law, technically for the first six weeks, the baby is actually not yours. So that we were kind of looking- The baby is, is in legal terms in the UK- <laughs> the woman who's had the baby and her husband. Even though she has no genetic connection to the baby. It's so strange. Yeah. So you have to really trust the person you do in the UK. But we had, so when when our friend, um, it's kind of fine. How how long ago did she offer? Six months ago? Yeah, but first offer was years ago. We just like laughed it off. Did she actually offer it years ago? Oh, I didn't remember that offer. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so when she first offered, I I offered, I didn't, I was like, oh, of course, lovely. I didn't take it seriously. Um, Because the whole kind of thing was in motion. But now looking back at it, it is the most perfect situation for us because due to the current situations with COVID, travel is harder. It would have meant that we really couldn't have spent as much time with our surrogate. So our surrogate, we're going to be able to be present for the pregnancy. And it's such a beautiful thing that she's doing for us. Honestly, it could bring bring me to tears, like how much I'm so grateful for her. So everything's in place. We've actually, right now, we've got the eggs. We'll find out today, officially, how many embryos have been formed. We've definitely got one each frozen, which we're really super excited about. And then double A, which means like the top grade we're thrilled um, but we find out tonight that day six and day seven is today and tomorrow um, over these next two days exactly how many um, eggs we've got and then um, we actually fly out to Mexico um, we've got two weeks in Mexico we're doing treatment with, with Sam over there and then we fly to the US to get her pregnant at the um, end of February at the end of this month oh, 
so it's literally like so close and yeah. i feel like the train is literally in full motion right now you're really catching us at this kind of the really peak. pivotal point yeah. so yeah that's kind of been our journey so far um of course it has it's had its bumps in the road you know we, we actually um we we chose an egg donor that we really liked and that fell through very like right at the last minute and um, so we had to search again it was kind of it was quite disappointing but we we have this like affirmation as yeah. that we've been saying more recently than ever before yeah which is everything's Everything. always working out for us it's, it's yeah. always working out in our favor so i think it, i personally it's the most freeing thing to say because we all face challenges and dramas and things in our life but if you have that in your deep core you know that you will always be okay and everything's working in your favor i love this phrase um, do we live in a friendly or a hostile universe mm. uh, just that kind of comforting thing going actually no everything is is going to work out for us so we just trust in the process right now. It will. It will. And you know, those doors close, I believe, to just create a better experience for you. I'm so excited. So I have a question for each of you to respond about the other. So what, Stuart, is the thing you're most looking forward to with Francis being a dad of your child? Every single child I've ever met is obsessed with Francis. He has the biggest heart and I actually cannot wait to experience together like the love explosion that we're about to experience i just can't wait to have that together like we've got an amazing relationship and i'm sure it'll be tested with children but i do truly believe that it's going to take us to a whole new level so i can't wait to watch francis just be like the most unbelievable dad and also francis has got a really short attention oh, this is what you're gonna say <laughs> i thought this is what you're gonna most look forward to he's got a really really small um what's it called i just can get wound up i've always been easy to wind up i just know our children are gonna like be wind up merchants yeah they're so gonna and wait. he's gonna have a little team with them they're all gonna be like <laughs> what can we do this morning to really wind up dad um, i am um, for me like just watching stuart with our friends kids and just like it's just like, the, Stuart has this amazing philosophy in life. It's so light. It's so childlike almost, but so it's just so amazing. And he has this ability to take people and build them up to a height they never even knew was possible. And if you come to him with a sad face, within seconds, they will be smiling ear to ear. And I just like, I cannot wait to see him do that. And also Stuart is the biggest encourager. So I know, I mean, if it was going to acting, I like to think I'm quite a truthful actor and I kind of keep things quite truthful. Stuart's very big. I'm so huge. if Stuart's had a coaching session, hopefully our kids like acting. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll be playing it to like the back, the back seat's massive and I'll have to be like, okay, play it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for those moments. Oh, it's, it's really, just to give you, I'm a mom of four. It's really beautiful to accept them as their own human beings. Yeah. It's difficult sometimes you have to catch yourself, at least I do, because I want to say, oh, you're so much like your father or that's so much like me. And I want them just to be their own human beings. But just so you know, through the eyes of a parent, it is absolutely the most unbelievable daily experience. And yes, it has challenges and you're tired. <laughs> that's just the thing. Sleep. Okay. Just sleep and sleep and sleep in the, but those are things that when you look back and you think, Oh, I wish I could still sleep in or be spontaneous. You would never change your circumstances to have that back. It is just such a beautiful gift of, of love. I think also being brought up in a gay um, family, I think that offering of acceptance of anything you want to be or anything, anything is going to be so much more extreme than maybe someone who hasn't had that kind of experience of being different and not standing out. And I really feel that what we're going to be able to offer is a total acceptance of whoever they are and encourage them to be the most fabulous, wonderful versions of themselves. And that's one thing I'm really 
what your family have really taught me because I didn't get brought up in a family that was necessarily like they, they are amazing. They're loving, they're supportive, but they've got such strong opinions. Um, and my views weren't always the, the same as theirs growing up. So I didn't always feel like a fist is into my body. Whereas when I see your family, they're just total acceptance. And that's something I really am keen to. So I feel like a combination of both our families because Stuart's mum and dad were definitely like big encouragers you have to be at the front and all those kind of things so the the mixture of that kind of encouragement and pushing them but also being completely accepting is, is the winning combination wonderful so good okay so this is happening we're gonna are you having two eggs are you hoping that she carries twins are you doing one at a time how does that we're, work? we're doing it one at a time um okay. we're still kind of in talks about it because obviously everyone would love twins but i'm not sure I'm not sure. We're not sure. Yeah. But definitely, we definitely want two kids. Yeah. One in France is one of mine. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so good. Okay. So people need to go follow this. And so what is your YouTube channel? Where can they go to just watch this incredible journey unfold? Yeah. So our YouTube channel is Stuart and Francis. Very original. <laughs> and, uh, then on Instagram as well, we're kind of giving you like daily updates of what's going on. And that's Stewie, S-T-U-E-Y. Armfield and then Francis Haugen. Beautiful. Friends, you must go over there and introduce yourselves and subscribe because what I think everybody felt through this conversation is not only your openness to share this beautiful journey. Thank you. You don't have to do this, but thank you because you're touching my life. I can share from my experience, but I know I'm not alone in that. Everybody, we have lots of mutual friends and when I speak with them, it's just we smile. It's it's what you create, the two of you, and I know people that we don't even know yet will come across this and you'll change so many lives by just being open and and yourselves. And I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for that today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Honestly, it's been so lovely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, it's so good. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how deeply grateful I am for the time and space you give to the Becoming Iconic podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to show up here twice a week and pour into you. And thank you for those five-star reviews that you've been giving and those beautiful compliments. It means so much. And the time you spend to do that is just the most beautiful way to give back. The other thing I want to challenge us to as a community is to share more. It's so simple to copy this link into a text to a friend who you think would benefit from what you just listened to or share it into your stories. Make sure to tag me, by the way, because I love resharing and allowing your network to maybe discover something that they wouldn't have if it weren't for you. And just a gentle reminder that jenspiegel.com, that website was designed for you, for you in mind and what you need in your life and business, the blog, the resources, the different ways of working together, they all sit there and they're available to you. So I challenge you to go over there make it a habit of checking out what's new and exciting. At the end of the day, I just want you to know I love this community. I appreciate being able to show up for you and I just want you to make it a great day.